0: In a <laughs> Hello everyone and- Welcome back to another episode of A Book and a Bear. This week, we are reading Tower of Dawn by Sarah J. Matt, aka the second to last book in the Throne of Glass series.
1: Oh my God, it did it.
0: In this book, SJM really was like, I can show you the world, shining, shimmering, splendor. Tell me, Stale Lettuce, when was the last time you let your heart decide? Granny, you was it, sung it. I'm not singing it on the I internet. I can show, show you
2: them. the world. <laughs>
0: Oh, Tiny. Tiny. Cheery, splendor. Beautiful, but Tiny no, really.
2: Oh, that, was creepy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was haunting.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, it's just Dover yeah. outside the door. <laughs> that is oh. terrifying, but no, really. We join Nestor and Kale on their journey to the southern continent to not only heal Kale's physical injuries but also his emotional trauma as well. Could this entire storyline have been solved by therapy at a young age? Yes but instead women are carrying the emotional labour and that's absolutely fine.
2: Wow yes
1: (laughs) she's
0: out here
2: spitting facts (laughs) y'all.
1: So what are we drinking guys? Well she's on the waters again. Her liver's very grateful for that fact. Well
2: I am drinking now. Why does... I know. I know. It's actually Jameson. Oh. I was supposed to be drinking something gold to, like, represent the light from Irene, like, her light. You know, that Mm. shit. It kind of looks like actual shit. It does. (laughs) But... Basically, it's triple distilled Irish whiskey, smooth, dry, and lime. Well,
0: I was going to be drinking, in a terrifying twist of events, a coffee-inspired drink after like the bitter drink that they talk about every morning, which I'm assuming is coffee and it's just like a cultured way of saying it,
2: but <laughs> on occasion. Look, you know when you are reading and you see a word and your brain goes, no, <laughs> it just keeps going? <laughs> that was one of those words. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I listened so- to the audiobook, so I can tell Ooh. you it was cave. Cave. So, it so it's such- like coffee, but cave. Cave. Okay. But yeah, so
0: I was going to do mm-hmm. a coffee inspired, I was going to have like an Irish coffee vibe, but it's really fucking hot where we are right now. So mm. I was not having a hot coffee, and so we're just drinking Jack and Coke, and I'm going to say it's inspired by Sartak's beautiful dark eyes. Oh my god. How beautiful. God.
2: That beautiful man. I, I can get on board with so that. Much. I love mm. them
0: Well, that leads us into how did we all feel about Tower of Dawn? Well, I feel like you should kick it off if you're going to finish up with that beautiful man. Oh, look, you're not wrong. Okay. (laughs) In the wise words of Georgia. Screaming, crying, vomiting, shitting. (laughs) Georgia's like, I've said wise words.
2: I know <laughs> <mean>. when. when? <laughs> can't, can't, can't. I can't pinpoint when that
0: one I always forget how incredible this book is. Like, it's just so reliably good to me that you just go like, oh, yes, that's right. It's just beautiful. And every time I pick it up, I just cannot explain all the ways which, like, this book absolutely kills it for me. It's like Nestrin. It's Irene, which I'm going to warn you now, my brain goes, why, reen, you I
2: think it is like like I feel like it said like quickly so it's like e- it's like, earring 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 earrings Eering. she's E-wig. actually just a pair of diva earrings
1: <laughs> oh, diva,
2: diva. <laughs> it's, it's like past. one of those like three
0: for 15 sets yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah so i'm gonna apologize in advance my brain it doesn't matter how many times i've reread this book my brain wants to go urine so i'm sorry <laughs> it might just happen but that will just be another name that i'm butchering so what of it add it to the list add it to the list this book is also like the actual redemption arc that doesn't skim over the bad things that someone's has done but instead shows like kale actually acknowledging his own bullshit and growing takes a while to get there but we get there and also i have a personal bone to pick with the entire sjm community for not thirsting over Sartak enough the winged fucking prince this man he's so beautiful (laughs) i love him
1: he is everything I needed more. Well, okay. So as you all know, I kind of struggled getting into this one. The change of pace was pretty drastic, and I just have zero love left in my heart for Kale. So I just really couldn't care less about his journey to legs.
2: Let's just remind everyone: Ellie in Crown of Midnight. She's like, you can't tell me that these two aren't destined to be together for forever. Our- <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. We can all grow. <laughs> I had not met Rowan at that point. That is That's true. A,
2: that gets That's us all. The minute you met Rowan, you were like, ah, oh, fuck off,
1: Kale. <laughs> <Fuck laughs> Who's <girl>. Kale? <laughs> if he walks again, I don't really care. That's, at the beginning of the book, I'm, I'm unfazed. But alas, the more I read, the more I loved. And Irene's just a sweetie. I really liked her. She's giving me That's Meredith so... Grey vibes oh. in all the right ways. Did I find it amusing that Nezrin and Kale were both like, thanks, <laughs> but no thanks to each other. <laughs> and then they just jumped into bed with like the next person they saw. Yeah, I did. But You know, your girl loves a love story, and we had two for the price of one here, so I'm not one to complain.
2: We did. Well, I feel like I've started every single, like, book with, like, my intro like that. Whenever I'm asked to speak about these books, I'm like, because it's just love, trauma, sadness. This one is of absolute joy because this series, it delivers, delivers, delivers for me. At every single turn, like, it's just throwing curveballs. I'm dodging. There's all types of crazy shit, just like throw up. It's just oh come. So we're 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 fighting. I love now.
0: both Ellie and I. Have tilted our heads <laughs> and we're just watching you dodge the, that gaggle of foreshadowing.
2: This fucking book is brilliant. Yes, this book is different. It's a different pace than the last book we read, and it is hard going from Empire of Storms to Tower of Dawn. But Tower of Dawn is just, it's just beautiful in its own right. It has so many different things. It, as I said, it's totally a different pace, but you've got to kind of go on the journey. You're literally going on the journey with Kale. It literally goes from like Kale being the giant fuckface that he is, and then Like facing his own shit, but then finding a woman who has a tough exterior but a heart of gold, similar to him in ways. And it was just like exactly what I needed for him, from him. Yes. But yeah, I'll say it again. Every single thing in these books is for a reason. Nothing is just mentioned willy nilly. We need to note everything. Irene, for example, like, you know, here she is playing a huge fundamental role in this. This game that is life, when she was just the little (laughs) old healer that Aylin gave some coin to, you know, on the streets, just (laughs) messing
1: up those bills.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but she just stood in front of it and made it rain. I think it's so important in every one of Sarah J. Mass's series. Just never think that something is mentioned, just willy nilly, because it's not. Yeah, I'm learning that. There's a it's special any- lady who's just weaving all of these wonderful things, wonderful her, traumatic things. Her brain terrifies me. Does okay. it not? Oh, God. How can one woman? How? Same. Like, does she have like a plan?
1: I'd really like to ask her. Does she have, do a, you binder? have a plan? Mm. When you start book one, do you know how book eight is going to end? I'd uh, argue that
0: most authors know. All right, this is where I want to end. But she's like, okay, I know I want to end here, but I also know I want to go on these seven specific tangents to get there. Yeah, mm.
2: and each one is just as interesting as the next. Yeah, each one would be its own storyline, like its there's own series. Also
1: enough within like the first couple of books that. Really relate to specific details of the ending that it's like how did you know that in book (laughs) one when you were like 16 and writing this yeah
2: even yeah (sighs) she's just crazy she's (sighs) just
0: Shout out Wait. to S- SJM. Let's dive in. We start Tower of Dawn with part one, The God City. And we start off with Kale and Nestrin arriving on the southern continent to meet with the Kagan and to try and convince them to join the war against Erewhon, essentially. Just to start off with, in unsurprising news, Kale is not vibing with his wheelchair, He's really struggling with his current mobility situation. Also, like I love from page one that we see that Antica, the capital of the God City, is like this. Shining Empire built on diversity and inclusivity. Yeah, that this country was conquered, but they didn't then shit on everyone they'd conquered. They brought them all in. And we get this quote from Kale where he's like, Perhaps the mosaics provided a vision of what Ardalan might have been, Kale mused as the murmurings of the gathered court flitted between the carved pillars and gilded domes ahead. That is, if Ardalan hadn't been led by a man controlled by a demon king hell bent on turning the world into a feast for his hordes.
2: Yeah, look. <laughs> it's a bit yeah, of a situational
0: difference. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. (laughs) We learn a little bit about the history of the southern continent and how its rulers basically have to fight for the right to rule. Like, it's not in the order of birth. And it's common but, like, not a given that siblings will just kill each other off. But it's also, I found, a really unexpected level of respect for the process. Like, it's not like, oh, we're a vicious den of vipers and everyone hates each other. It's like, I still love my sibling, but I may have to kill them.
2: Yeah. Um, Interesting. Respect... Yeah, it's, I'm unsure. Yeah, I think more like, why don't you just all be friends?
0: In a surprising plot twist, Georgia is actually the person from Mean Girls, being like, "Can we just make a cake and all be
1: friends?" <laughs> <laughs> she
2: doesn't even go here. <laughs> one of the one of the siblings is just like, kale." doesn't even go kale. here." <laughs> but
1: on yeah, a George. serious note, if this was to apply in the British royal family so I'm thinking about the the children like the bottom line because we've got some cousins in the mix too here I'm thinking Prince Louis Prince Louis gonna fuck him up did you see that kid on Jubilee he was like oh my god he was so funny <laughs> he's like my kid handbutting <laughs> you one minute and then kissing you the next like I just don't know what to expect from him
0: we're then in Nestrin's point of view we've kind of mentioned it but kind of not like in previous books Nestrin was an immigrant to Ardlin and she was not treated well in Ardlin Think white America with immigrants. That's the vibe. (laughs) So she wasn't comfortable, and even when she's spoken with Cal before, she's also said that Ardalen wasn't her home, that she's always thought that the God City was her home. And from her perspective, this is what she's feeling. Her people, a blend of kingdoms and territories, yes, but here, here there were no slurs hissed in the streets. Here there would be no rocks thrown by children. Here her sister's children would not feel different, unwanted, and that part of her, despite her thrown back shoulders and raised chin her knees indeed quaked at who at what stood before her
2: oh i just love Nesrin, nes Nez of, the rim, Nez and of the, Nezrin. Nezrin. the rim coming home oh, i just love it and it just makes for like such a beautiful like beautiful round circle at the yeah. end you know yeah urus or uranus as we may now call him yeah. the cardigan, the cardigan of the southern continent meets with kale and nesren but the vibes are off ify vibes, ify I are iffy vibes <laughs> iffy Fiffy. He's like MTV. Welcome to my crib, um, <laughs> and he basically says to Kale, "Go on, skedaddle, give it a red hot crack with the with the uh, Tory Renezme, Tor- the Tory Renezme healers, Kizme, Kizme, the Tory yes. Renezme. So, I'm still yeah. not
1: over that. That was just fucking shambles, Stephanie Meyer. What were you doing? <laughs> oh, that
2: CGI baby, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yes, he's basically like, you're not going to convince me to join the war. I'm very comfortable here. All of his children are present and we meet a few of them. So we meet Satak. Huzzah. 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 Uru. Huzzah. Huzzah! Uru. Huzzah. Huzzah!
1: Uru! Huzzah! <laughs> Kashin. Like cash. Kashin. Ka- Cashew nut.
0: Kashin, you bet. Cashoon.
1: Kashoon. <laughs> <Cashinut.
0: laughs> it's actually just Argan. 10 minutes of white women trying to say <laughs> <laughs> ethics. And nickname. Literally. argon
2: and Duva. Like a duvet, but <laughs> not Duva. <laughs> but not. But wait, everyone hold your horses. One is missing. The youngest one. <gasps> tiramisu. Tumaloon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: T- Tum- Tum- I, love, I was like tumulin but <laughs> <laughs>
2: turmeric we're
0: trying really hard i just want the listeners to know we are trying really really hard I it's okay this one abrazz. this one
2: is dead anyway so it doesn't really matter so <laughs> <laughs> she's dead she's therefore, dead therefore your, your name is not matter. okay so turmeric is dead okay. <laughs> Tubruk is dead, and Nes of the Rim. She knows all of the airs She's like, look at Animal, and then she looks at Satak. the one, the sexy, sexy one. The second of the born is, and they the look. Second
1: up. of the born. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he, he's in fact
1: a baby born. <laughs> oh my
0: god! Did you ever have the baby ones where they could pee? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: He's just pissing everywhere. Anyway, he's not pissing and he's not
0: <laughs> a baby a beautiful man with strong bladder control. Thank you very
1: much. He's got a good pelvic floor. He does. Urethra is intact. Until I
0: break up. I was going to say, unlike mine, when I let him at me, but
2: anyway. Literally. So, yeah, she makes eye contact with Satat across the side of the room. And when they, like, break away after a period of time, bear in mind, She can feel his gaze on her like a phantom touch. It's beautiful. We all love it. We're all there for it. We're already cheering for Satako. Okay. We're already, we're already like, yes. Pretty exactly okay. much.
1: Just We've had the- eye
2: contact and it's already been better.
1: <laughs> Literally
0: <laughs> it's already no better. words. Just push None. the chair down the hallway and let him roll.
2: <laughs> let him go. <laughs> so yes, Cale and Ezrin didn't know that turmeric died because they'd been at sea. They then learn on top of this information that Riftold has been invaded and not by Russia. There's no bloody. No, no bloody daddies. Inside. But there is no bl- bloody I daddies. Say, I was about to say, I was going to say, blags. I meant, mouse. <laughs> <bells. laughs> No flags. It's <laughs> actually the- just vaginas waving flags. <laughs> it's the valve with
0: their
1: It's valve. a
2: very large vulva,
1: actually,
0: just <laughs> flapping in the breeze. Oh, oh
1: God. Way. Right. So Nezra and Ikayla are in shock. We all would be if we were invaded by a bunch of marching vulvas. Waving flags. <laughs>
0: waving <laughs> flags. In their Haviana thongs. <laughs> oh,
1: God. Tiny babies just running <laughs> It's actually the baby boards and they're just pissing everywhere. They're just <laughs> pissing. pissing everywhere.
2: Just pissing. With their torches, they're lighting fires. Pissing. And they're pissing <clears throat> on the fires
0: <laughs> We start the fires, but we can also put
2: them out.
1: And they're like you double see, SES agents.
2: <laughs> you see how good I am? Look at this multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> it's lighting like on fire. Why are you
1: sitting on it? Someone That's lights so a fire. The other one runs over.
2: <laughs> Got their own little army of little babies. <laughs> okay. Oh my anyway. god. Anyway, we're just
1: gonna we <laughs> keep going. They end up receiving a private visit from Prince Caution. Caution. Caution.
0: A car. A-, a car. In the. Like the
1: steam. Car. <laughs> <laughs> it's a <herby> bread. <laughs> it's caution because it sounded like caution and my brain was like red flag. He basically thinks Tumaloon's death is a little bit sus. She apparently jumped from a building, but he's like, nah, not her t- not her style. She, wouldn't not have her jumped. No, not she her would not her energy. she would have done
2: something way more crazier than that. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like she would have gone out with a fucking bang.
1: Karshan hints that he's open to the war if they can help him figure out this murder mystery. So it's kind of like Cluedo, but now we're in a different location. Yes. So, oh my god. When Karshan leaves, we discover that the servant assigned to Kale is up for a little bit more than just serving. Well, she's she's, she's like, serving looks one because she's she, hot. Mm, she's she got she fat. is Spar. again. No description of personality other than boobs. That's they all it what, needs. They know. Like, i don't retain I don't her need-
0: name i think no, it's no, card- actually
1: i think yeah, card- car- oh
0: yeah correct like cardigan cardigan's long lost sister Kaja.
1: <laughs> it's actually just oh. a carjack <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh. okay yes she's assigned to serve kale but in more ways than one so she's like, hi, let me help bathe you. If you like, I can touch your penis for a bit. It's part of my job. And he's like, N- no, hard, hard no. I get hard very uncomfortable. no, because country. I'm actually not hard. Yeah. I'm not sure what my pain can do anymore. And I'm not sure if you're the one I want to find out that with. So mm. no, thanks. He's a bi- in a bit of a tizzy right now. And he just wants to run home and find Dorian. But oh, gay lover. He's gay, love it that he would find out if the pain was working. He would. He would Surprise not be. A he doesn't question. find
0: out just them by thinking about Dorian. <laughs>
1: oh, he should have. Nez of the Rim is a bit in a worse state than Cale because she's got no idea what's happened to her family. Because remember, they were invaded, rift by the tiny babies and. Well, actually, wivens yeah. and witches, but still. Shockingly enough, it's not all about fucking kale. Shocking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. So both of them combined, it's just it's just a beautiful recipe for disaster. Yeah, they're a bit stressed. We go to the next chapter and we meet Irene. I'm
0: really proud that I said Irene. Good job. You did um, that intentionally as well. <laughs> she has been training at the Torre for two years and has magic. Glorious, lovely magic. Irene happily pays the price for using magic in order to help heal people. She's a giver. We get this quote with. Which is if it meant saving a life, Silver had granted her a gift and a young stranger had given her another gift that final night in Inish two years ago. Irene had no plans to waste either. I love her so much. I love Irene. We then meet Afiza. Her fees are. 450 an hour um we meet Hafiza the healer on high aka the leader of the Torre and you'll notice that I'm not saying Cesme I'm just going to call it the Torre. Torre Chesme. And Hafiza is giving me like McGonagall vibes like she's that little bit of a quirky little bit stern little bit funny little bit lovely like teacher vibes.
2: Yes. And
0: we also get some more backstory into the southern continent and we get this quote which is yet another clever thing the Karganate had done upon p- patching together the kingdoms and territories during their years of conquest keep and adapt the gods of everyone. So there's like 36 gods just chilling in this city. That's, That's a full nice. house. Hafiza believes that Irene is the heir to the Tore, but Irene's obviously set on going back to the north to help. Hafiza has one final task for her help heal Kale. Irene is like absolutely not Ardalene is shit. This man is definitely full of shit. You know, I've got all this trauma and we get this quote. Hafiza gave her a small sad smile. It is not my own healing that is needed. Irene knew that the healer on high did not mean the man's healing either. She swallowed against the thickness in her throat. It is a soul wound, Irene. Letting it fester these years, I cannot blame you, but I will hold you accountable if you let it turn into something worse and I will mourn you for it. Big yikes. That is just so fucking being beautiful. She's so wise.
1: <laughs> I just, so wise. Oh,
0: so, just so much. I just love her. And also, just like casually, Irene has been holding on to this, like, little handwritten note for, like, two years. And on sometimes, it has been the sole thing that has kept her going. And it is the note written by a stranger who had saved her life and granted her more in a matter of hours. Irene had never learned her name. That young woman who had worn her scars like some ladies wore their finest jewelry. The young woman who was a trained killer but had purchased an education. So many things so many good things had come from that night that um i do like the quote that like the young woman had worn her scars like someone wear jewelry and a couple years later Aileen is wearing her Bubba yellow leg scar necklace oh that is
1: so good love it just a little nod oh, beautiful well now we're back with Kale and nesrin and they're waiting for irene to arrive but they're both still really brooding and weren't really like talkative souls to begin with so why would they start chatting about their feelings now <laughs> (laughs) Other than that, his girlfriend thinks her fan bam are dead, so he may think to, you know, show some sort of compassion towards her rather than just thinking about his dead legs. Mm. There's just bigger things going on right now, Kale. Yeah, literally. It wouldn't kill you to just be like, are you okay? Yeah, would you like to
0: just, um, I'm here if you need
1: yeah i understand this is a tough time thoughts and prayers that's all he needed
0: <laughs> thoughts and prayers
1: alas none none of the above were done so then irene enters and the first thing that Kale notices are her boobs <laughs> Ta-tas. not really it, it was her beautiful eyes but yeah. irene stares at him with something like surprise and anger <gasps> oh enemies to love story it is like. Basically, nearly all of the relationships in this book are other than Shh. nezrin and Sartak and Dorian and Manon,
0: Adrian and Lysandra. Oh,
1: yeah. So, no, there's maybe only three. <laughs> yeah, three. <laughs> okay. Three and three. Three for three. There we go. So, Irene is not a happy camper and starts asking Kale questions, but Kale notices her accent is from Fen Harrow. And, like the good little detective he is, he reads between the lines that a young female healer from Fen Harrow living on another continent because she was forced out by colonizers who were hunting magic users might have an issue with him being the hand to the
2: king of Ireland. I don't oh like God. it when men assume things at the best of times. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, if we want you to know something, we'll fucking tell you. Otherwise, keep your fucking mouth shut. He needs to learn that lesson.
1: So hassar appears, and we learn that her and Irene are friendly, which is surprising because Hussar sounds like a bit of a bitch. Oh, but...
0: she's an absolute toad, but I kind of love it. Well, I don't at all. I Fucking hate her. <laughs> I'm just like, you're fucking cooked, but it's weird weirdly good energy for me
2: it just it's <laughs> oh. too fucking bipolar for me like one mm. minute she's a fucking spastic next minute she's like you think you might be okay and then the next minute she's literally like she reminds me of like you.
0: yeah she reminds me of all of Aylan's worst impulses added with a pick me girl Ooh, being like i am the i'm the tough girl in the family I'm i am different. yeah i'm not like other girls i'm a pterodactyl
1: yes yeah, she doesn't give me good vibes. But we are glad to see that since the end of Queen of Shadows, Kale is a lot more open to magic. Which thank God he was giving old white exactly. guy vibes for a really long time. Who was just frightened of anything different to him. Therefore, it must be bad and ruining the world. It's just sound sound logic, exactly. and I'm very glad that he has improved on that. Yeah, same. Giant fucking so, idiot. Irene's examination leaves a lot in- into the air, which I'm not too sure what they were expecting. She's literally just come in it's and an like initial consult guys. Yeah. We can not give you be formal like, mm,
0: advice in no. an initial consult.
1: No, her report will come. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We we were were not three not to four business days. <laughs> <laughs> So she has experience with these injuries, but the trauma maybe too much because he's a little bit fucked and she's a
0: little bit fucked and she's
1: a little bit fucked so why don't they just fuck each other we'll get there but Kale does not expect her to return
0: seems fair to be honest irene confronts hafiza to be like yo i cannot do this this is my boundary but Hafiza is like fuck your boundary, and talks her down, and Irene basically agrees to go back. Nestrin basically takes the day to go see her family in the city, and is stopped by Sartak. They chat. He's like, actually just blue tack. He's <laughs> just on the wall. I'm ready. Okay.
1: They choose chat- a blue tack
0: to baby born <laughs> to the wall. Do <laughs> so, so need actually a lot of blue tack? To and do he's just
2: pissing on you. you actually walk
0: <laughs> it's actually just like a water fountain in the wall. It's just the base. Baby born. <laughs> Just the, the architecture,
2: skies.
0: <laughs> they chat about how stories of the winged prince existed even across the sea. In Ardalan, and already Nesrin and Sartak are stealing my soul. And we get this moment. Sartak's dark eyes settled on her. Their unwavering focus enough to make her glad not to be on the receiving end of it too often. Not for fear, but it was unsettling to have the weight of that gaze wholly upon you. Well, it's used to her, baby. It's hot. Sartak basically offers to take her for a flight on his Rook, but Nessrin is also a detective and understands that Sartak is telling her like when and where it would be safe for them to discuss business and not the business in his pants that will also come later
1: oh literally
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to read smart about Sartak yeah that's one thing I need I, I need like a sure graphic sexual fic.
2: content <laughs> so next chapter Cal tries to do some political maneuvering and he fails miserably because no one is surprised at this man failing because that's what he he does. He then shits bricks, like little bricks, when Nesrin doesn't return from visiting her family and he feels like he can't assist her he can't help her and you know it's it's all, it all it's all on him you know like his life is just really really hard anyway so <laughs> Irene appears for dinner and Kashin metaphorically <laughs> lifts his leg to piss on her and marks her as his He <laughs> so, <son> does. <laughs> we then learn that Kashin is not being considered as heir because he is just not he's just not sharp enough which (laughs) sucks to be him the sharpest tool in the shed no no, darling I do
0: love that there is literally that moment where Kale's like oh yep it's not him
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah Irene gives Kale some hints at dinner through like Silent, stealthy glances she's like me and you we're gonna fight that darkness tomorrow so when Nesrin appears late that night Kale is very very upset because how dare she do this to him um, they exchange very harsh words because of course they do and he falls asleep wanting her to come to his bed <laughs> she's like no Bye. I didn't not understand why he like okay, okay let me I phrase understand this correctly how his brain works <laughs> yeah
0: i understand yes. the stress but i also yeah have you never just had like a good night with your family well actually no he hasn't <laughs> that's
1: very true but she's also like this is the first this is the first time she's actually learned that her family are safe so she's like relieved she's catching up with old family yeah. like he's safe in a palace yeah that man he doesn't process other people's feelings very well no stupid cunt. but it's fine
0: and also he's like, Oh, like I'm scared because if you were in danger, what was I gonna do? And it's like, Well, you've been useless every other time someone's been in danger. So what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Make it
1: worse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only person that he has saved is Fleetfoot when he dove into that portal to save the dog.
2: But even yeah. then, Aylan had to save them both well then then that happened as well yeah. he's just like he's constantly putting himself in danger and getting rescued by other people
1: yeah or he's just getting kidnapped
2: he's just, just out just there getting kidnapped
1: minding his it. own business like oh fuck again
0: okay <laughs> here's your intake pamphlet you are now the fifth kidnapper for this month congratulations you get
1: a coupon <laughs> Stamp it, you get a free coffee on entry. I know how this goes. I know how this goes. Here's my hands. Tie me up. Tie me up. up. Maybe just let Aylin know. I'll be here. If you put it in in this
2: particular knot, I actually quite enjoy that. (laughs) My boyfriend does that to me sometimes.
0: (laughs) Just ignore my erect penis. I'm going on a different track. (laughs) (laughs)
1: The kidnappers are like we've made a grave mistake
0: anyway okay.
1: so irene then shows up to heal kale and is catching iffy vibes <laughs> between kale and nezren nez of the rim ends up leaving and they get cracking on cracking kale's spine in <laughs> back alive. into place just like a glow stick just <laughs> snapping that shit back in we now begin the trend that becomes irene and kale arguing and now this actually sounds quite a lot like my relationship (laughs) it's basically just us giving each other shit and then actually turning into proper arguments and then being like wait that brought us closer together respect love you Maybe I can't none. relate
2: that. Usually, it just turns me and Aiden into a yelling match, and then I'm like, "Fuck off!" And he's like, "Oh, it wasn't really anything." And then by the time I wake up, I've actually just forgotten it because I've got such a bad memory. <laughs> I physically cannot oh. remember. There's been a where
0: I have the whole argument in my head on my own, and I've just, I've, <laughs> I've had the argument, I've resolved the argument, and we're done. But he's never known it. So. <laughs> that sounds like the more so in a couple weeks time he does the same thing again and I'm like why are you fucking doing it again and he's like what do you mean again
2: (laughs) he's like this has never happened Brian's like oh okay
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah irene is like absolutely not on this ableist shit that kayla's ranting and raving about you can do so much to help the world despite of his limitations and we do have this quote there are choices in my past he said tightly that i have come to regret but i can only move on and attempt to fix them fight to make sure they do not occur again He jerked his chin towards the supplies she'd set down which i cannot do whilst in this chair and then she says you certainly could do such things from that chair she. Said said tartly and meant it and it's like Love yes it. kale Love yes it. you're fucking well called just called motivation sir get some <clears throat> yeah so your priorities irene ends up giving kale some ex- like an exercise regime she's like become her, his physio and she's noticed that his legs are starting to atrophy which is not a good time not, not, a, not a, a good baby. time indeed so she encounters something dark and terrifying when she probes her magic into his spine which is like the exact spot that the king of Ardalen like hit when he was battling Kale which again just it makes me laugh picturing Kale battling the king of Ardalin. and really the
0: only thing that made that fight go on longer than it it would have in any other circumstance is because Aelin had slipped the eye of Elena into his pocket so it was offering him some protection that was
1: going instant saved oh. so kale she's like what the fuck is going on what is in your back like what has happened and he gives her some details and is like please don't say anything because this like this cannot leave this room and she's like hush hush your secret is safe with me dr patient confidentiality oh, that jazz. so as they are discussing things irene admits that she plans to return to the north continent to work as a sex worker <laughs> kale understands it <laughs> Uh, sorry, I just wanted to say Sexual healing,
0: that. if you will. It's actually Sexual a really Sexual
1: Healing. <gasps> healing. <laughs> beautiful okay irene admits she plans to return to the north continent to work as a healer and Kyle understands that she's trying to see what he will do if he will throw around his power in ireland to blackmail her into helping him and then he's like <gasps> no you don't understand i wouldn't do that i'm a nice boy and she's like well you did serve the king for fucking yonks so i don't know i don't know sir your morals seem a little cloudy right now
0: Kyle Basically says to Irene, like, he wasn't told, he wasn't in the room when bad things were happening, but he was also looking the other way as he had blinders on for his boyfriend, Dorian. And we get this quote, which just basically describes Kale's mental state. The quote is, So you may look at me with resentment, Irene Towers, and I will not blame you for it. But believe me when I say that there is no one in Aurelia who loathes me more than I do myself. So oh,
2: sucks. Okay.
1: Jesus. It sucks to be you, or... <laughs> Kale. sucks to be you, or... Kale. So then Irene is taking a casual bath in what is called the womb. I can only imagine it just floods once a month. It's essentially hot springs where every healer has signed their name on like this little bell that they can ding. <laughs> Sounds great. Fuck it up. Irene hears a voice that tells her that she must enter where you fear to tread. And it's like, could you imagine if you just had this random voice appear in your head for the first time in, in, in your life? You're in the bath.
2: You're mm-hmm. in a bath in a room called the womb. Eh. You're thinking about doing something crazy, and then it's like, you must go eat fish red. You're like, okay, I'll do anal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful joke. That was just that was phenomenal. Standard.
1: Thank you. So, in fact, it's not anal. It's just the, the task of healing Kale, which, yeah, that sounds pretty scary. As does anal, to be fair. As does anal. So this young healer ends up coming in and she's very upset. And Irene starts comforting her and she's starting to work out what she needs to do to try and heal Kale. And the young healer is like, my patient died. And Irene's like, that's very sad, but death happens. You'll get used to it. Harsh advice, but also very true. And then at dinner, casual conversation takes a turn. And Nez of the Rim is tasked with approaching Sartak. (gasps) My favorite
0: man. That night, there is a storm, and Irene is in the library studying in the middle of a storm, classic stitch-up. And we discover that the library at Torre is inhabited by 36 fast cats. And they just run the joint, essentially, which is what all cats do,
1: basically. Hang on, hang on. 36, specifically? Specifically. After all the gods. Oh, okay, no. I'm like, is that... Are they the gods? Are they the gods in the bodies? <laughs> it's actually the gods are the cats. It's the, the um, cats. The cats are gods. This quote we get is, Each was as
0: individual as any human, save for those barrel-coloured eyes they each bore, and the fact that they all were just as prone to curl up in a lap as they were to shun company altogether. Some of the healers, old and young alike, swore the cats could step through pools of shadow to appear on another level of the library. Some swore the cats had been caught pouring through the pages of open books reading which honestly okay. i'm not even surprised cats are fucking crazy oh my god and because it's sarah j mass i'm like is this something we need to
1: note? <laughs> yeah cats can read okay so irene discovers a book about word gates and the Vaug, specifically about three Vogue kings <laughs> orcus mantix an error one good. Well, that's
0: a horrifying development
1: yeah now there's three they've multiplied that's not good so we've got a terrifying quote which is it had been done in sparing colours blacks whites reds and the occasional yellow poor yellow it's always just occasional it's never the primaries it <laughs> never features sorry tangent i really beautiful all painted by a master's hand no doubt an illustration of whatever was written beneath it the illustration revealed a barren crag an army of soldiers in dark armour kneeling before before it, kneeling before what was atop the crag. Side note, what's a crag?
0: It's like a suspicious crack. Like it's a not suspicious. like such a. <laughs> I think it's not like a. Like a crack is like a harsh crack. Like if you imagine a crack in the earth, crack yes. is more like when it's a bit more crumbled, I think.
1: Okay, suspicious, yes, right. Suspicious. Okay, so continuing with the quote A towering gate, no wall flanking it no keep behind it, as if someone had built the gateway of black stone out of thin air. There were no doors within the archway, only swirling black nothing. Beams of it shot from the void, some foul corruption of the sun falling upon the soldiers kneeling before it. She squinted at the figures in the foreground. Their bodies were human, but their hands clutching their swords clawed, twisted. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. That is a big problem. Not not ideal. Honestly, question. Why did the Vow Kings want to come and explore this continent, this earth anyway? This I think dimension? they just
0: found this earth and went, well, that's a tasty snack. So Irene finishes that and she's obviously shook us and then she realizes that there is someone in the library with her, stalking mm. her. And she uses the lessons taught to her by that stranger in Inish and starts to make her way out of the library when she comes across the husk of a young healer, the woman who she was just comforting, like, in the womb. Oh, no. And she's she's not gravy baby. She is just yeeted like a dehydrated fruit. Irene gets out and we discover that the the Tori basically has this bell alarm system and so they manage to successfully evacuate the Tori but no mysterious creature or person that they don't
2: recognise
1: comes out of the library. Not good. Not good at all. The game of Cluedo continues. The plot thickens. So, quite obviously, Irene is then late to heal Kale the next day after that turn of events. She explains to him what she found in the library and that the healer who was killed looks like her and she was like, I think this was a targeted attack against me because of you and he's already giving off almost Who did this to you vibes? kind of he's very protective of her which is great and i'm here for it but he has literally just met her a little concerning he wants and possessive. so
0: badly to be able to look after people
1: he really does it's like his kink yeah just all his love language. he's so shit at it yeah <laughs> irene asks kale to help her with a self-defense class for the girls at the Toray. she says that kale can ride a pony to the Toray. he's a horse mm-hmm. girl so irene cracks her knuckles and dives into kale's back injury And Kale starts
2: screaming. Irene realises that whatever darkness is in Kale's back hates that bitch. Like, (laughs) she is its number one worst enemy. And in order to heal Kale's back, they're going to need to work through the magic that remains as it's blocking the physical bone. Like,
0: yeah yeah she describes that's right. like his back injury like she can feel where the nerves and the muscle and the bones are broken and disconnected but she literally can't get to it because
2: of this darkness that's right listen to brianie <laughs> she knows what she's talking about Kale will also along with that have to face and fight it as it will feed off his trauma Kale mm. is like no I is a man, I is fine. So she like hands him the leather strap and she's like, well, buckle in, mate, you're about to get the ride of your life and it's not going to be in a good way.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. Nesrin is having a drastically better start to the day as she watches the sun rise from the skies with Sartak. Sartak and Nesrin are like discussing the war from Kadara's back. And we learn that the Rook Riders are loyal to the Winged Prince, the Navy is loyal to Hussar, and the cavalry is loyal to Kashin. Sartak is basically open to hearing them out, but warns Nestorin that the southern continent is beautiful, but it's also got its hidden dangers. We are also picking up from, like, the conversations the royals are having with Kayle and Nestorin, is that they're kind of scared of Aylan because everyone knows that she was an assassin at this stage, and they're kind of like, wow, she seemed super fucked up. Are you sure? But
1: they're going to have to convince them. Oh, if only they knew her. Irene takes a breather from Kale's injury and describes it as a void a dark new hell which doesn't that just sound lovely that's what you want an injury to be described as yeah yeah so the dark gives her a vision of morath and what is growing there which again deeply deeply concerning not ideal that someone can look at your back and See that. So, yeah. Irene is so exhausted that she nearly passes out. Kale is caring for her despite Irene's attempts to dissuade him. And Kaja brings them a peppermint tea with honey. But, f- like, we just get this weird quote where it's like she puts way too much honey in and Irene's a bit shitty with it. And it's like, yeah. okay. No worries. Kale makes them another cup with the perfect amount of honey. It's like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, just the right amount. Just the right amount. So as she goes to leave, she realizes that they have spent five hours in that screaming vest. And Kale didn't ask her to stop because he loves the pain. And gets Cale's. him off, really. oops and chains excite him. Mm-hmm. hmm She realizes he thinks he deserves the pain. And we get this quote. Glimmers had sometimes shivered past her, nothing she could make out, but they felt, they had felt like memories, nightmares, perhaps both. Yet he had not asked her to stop. And part of Irene wondered, as she trudged through the palace, if Lord Kale had not asked her to stop, not just because he'd learned how to manage pain, but also because he somehow felt he deserved it, which,
0: e- I mean... Big
1: On one hand, there are certain things he does deserve, but on Mm. the other, we all need to overcome that.
0: That night, Nestorin goes out hunting in the city for Vogue and encounters Sartak. They have a vague conversation, basically confirming what is going on with all the demons just like being out and about, and Sartak notes that many would have run away from Ardalan, like rather than spend a summer hunting demons in sewers in a city that hates you. And Nesrin is like, "Well, I am just that bitch, so what of it?" Sartak and Nesrin bond over losing family, and Sartak offers to discreetly put out word to his spies to keep an eye out for Nesrin's family fleeing Ardalan, which is like super sweet. And he really didn't have to, but he did, and I love it. He then joins Nesrin on the hunt for vogue i like him i love him
2: the vag
0: hunting the vag he can hunt for my vag i
2: mean it's (laughs) around here somewhere (laughs) good so it's sunrise and irene is still in bed when she's supposed to be meeting with kale she races down towards the courtyard but he's already getting himself up on that saddle He's like, all right, newfound um, will to live. Let's go. He's doing it without the helping ramp because, of course, he fucking is. Mm-hmm. But he has a short enough horse that it should be okay. But he, like, launches himself up and one of the soldiers, Shen. Love Shen, Shen. He comes to help. We love Shen. Bless him. Shen. But Kale isn't happy about it. And all he does is, like, nod in thanks. Because men. Um, men don't show emotion. They just nod no. at each other. He's up on the horse. We're all very proud of him. yippee whatever. Irene is also up on a horse. Well, oh, no, she's not up on a horse yet. She's proud of him too. <laughs> <laughs> Irene also <laughs> magically... Arrives on a horse. <laughs> she disappears on a horse. He tells her that if he's riding, she is too on that dick. When she gets up, though, her leg is exposed. Her leg is exposed. Uh-oh. And tail is absolutely taken aback by <laughs>
1: this exposed leg. He's like... You know what? My legs don't work, but yours do, on and that
2: one looks nice. Stay so right out of the grounds, and Kale is very happy. Whatever, we don't give a fuck. <coughs> Kale is getting quite jealous because everyone's staring at that exposed tan line of irene not because she can use her legs all <laughs> no because they are very sexy <laughs> all burn <All> <laughs> they sure. they have a little chit chat and irene is like you need to chat about what happened you know you need to get it off your chest i'm here to chat with you if you want he's like absolutely not i'm a man i don't talk about my feelings and she calls him an ass which we all agree with and he actually does too because he laughs back (laughs) and it's like it's a slight moment between them and we're like oh is this friendship blossoming is that what's happening what about what about Nez of the Rim? But also, I'm like, but Nez of the Rim's quite having a good time over there with the uh... yeah. Kale, honestly, forget Nez of the Rim. She's doing fine. Leave her be.
0: <laughs>
1: She's exactly doing right. fine
2: without you. <laughs> In fact, all of your former lovers are. So they arrive at the Torre Renesme and. <laughs> There are all these girls there ready for training. And also, the healer on high is there. They are reintroduced, and Irene instructs the acolytes to assist Kale with the dismount of the horse. And it does not go very well. Kale basically feels like he's lost his loss is independence, which I can understand in a way, going from being a very active walkabouts man and then now not being able to walkabouts very much. <laughs> <laughs> But then he like almost gets like dropped off the horse by these little tiny girls who are trying to help him. They <laughs> and, and,
0: do. They overshoot. They're just like yeah. Ah, and then, like, and oh, then no they just there kind there of like him.
2: drag him over their shoulders with his legs just like flailing Hang in there. <laughs> It's actually hilarious. It's really funny. <laughs> look, Kale, it's not funny
0: right now, but it'll be funny in about a week's time when we can look back on this encounter.
1: We sound like dickheads for laughing at it, but it's, it's just funny because now. Of who it's... you are as a person, not your disability. <laughs> That's
2: exactly right. Like, he's just getting dragged like a sack of potatoes at this point. By this gang of like essentially schoolgirls, girls
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. not 14 year olds <laughs>
2: yeah and hafiza offers to assist and tells irene to get the girls ready for training kale is not fucking happy but hafiza is like irene means well and we get this nice little quote last nice little trauma trauma bomb there are many other scars my lord beyond the one on her neck big yikes so kale is trying to like pull himself together to his credit. It's not working very well. He's thinking about how he trained with his men, like rest and etc., and how they're all now dead. dead. But Oof. he keeps trying. And their first lesson is going to be how to flip a large man onto his back in two moves or less. Some wild sex move. <laughs> and then <laughs> you
0: just e- easily slide into 16 <laughs> high.
1: <laughs> Reverse cowgirl. <laughs> He wants to demonstrate. He's just sit back. <laughs> right. So they're finishing this sex exposition training and Irene is like, what the fuck is up your ass, Kale? Because we took that dildo out so long ago. You should be fine by now because he's basically being happy with everyone but her. And we've all been in that situation where you're like, what's wrong
2: with me? Mm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm actually
1: quite funny yep yeah, right well he doesn't speak with her until they're back at the castle which is like a half an hour 45 minute horse ride so he's like are you gonna help me get off <laughs> or will you get yeah. one of your teenage girls to help me that is a very bad sentence <laughs> not get him off in that way with the teenage girls get him off the horse Irene is like well fuck you then and then just leaves him there so yes more power to you but honestly this man just needs a lesson in normal human communication like yes perfectly reasonable to be upset and frustrated in that situation but how fucking hard is it to say soz babes not in the mood those vibes were iffy and i'm just not feeling it but no yeah, he's yeah. a big man baby so they don't end on good terms she's like right i'm just gonna leave you be and you can calm the fuck down and She ends up running into Kashin, and he says he has provided extra protection around the Torrey since the attack, and she's like, thank you, and I still don't want to fuck you, but thank you. It's a bit awkward, because Irene wishes she could love him, but she just can't, because... Yeah,
0: FYI, (sighs) Kashin wants to fuck slash marry Irene.
1: We yeah. Highlight
0: that there's there's we didn't one-sided sexual tension
1: there. I think we've all been in that position as well, where there's one guy who just won't take no for an answer. And you're I was like, going to oh. say, have we all
0: been there, where it's like you're you're an immigrant in a co- in like a country <laughs> where the guy that's interested in you is like an heir to a throne, where they'll kill their siblings and their partners. Big guys. Yeah, that's that actually <laughs>
1: happened three years ago to me. At <laughs> home, I I am also I was, a gifted magic healer. I, I
2: was <laughs> literally like i was like oh my god did it
1: <laughs> so when she leaves him and turns the corner kayla's there and they go back to his rooms and then nezrin is there it's just a big reunion she's like whoa you rode a horse she's <laughs> shook she's very excited oh my and god she you're
2: at- a part of the saddle club now wow, i'm so excited that show.
1: i rode a big giant fuck off bird but <laughs> well done on riding a horse today <laughs> pats him on the back <laughs> <laughs> that he can't feel. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> Fuck it up. She's shook. She asks if she can show him her uncle's home and he agrees. And then she kisses him on the cheek and she's like, all right, see you later. Bye. <laughs> I've see done my like, good deed for the you.
2: day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Irene and him are going to do some healing. Not the sexual healing again, but Thank just normal healing. Want- in it. Um, <laughs> Kale still isn't very happy, of course. He says that she made him feel like a prized broken horse. <laughs> a whore. A prized broken Broke whore.
0: I like that he's like, I'm still a prize, though. I might be broken. Yeah,
2: we get this these couple of quotes, which is, you make me sit here mostly naked in this room, and yet I have never felt more bare than I did this morning. Big yikes. Yikes. Then we follow that up with everything I thought, everything I had planned and wanted, it's gone. All I have left is my king and this ridiculous slim scrap of hope that we survive this war and I can find a way to make something of it. And Irene says, of what? And he says, of everything that crumbled in my hands, everything. His voice broke on the word. Oh. Huh. Irene silently offered Cale the leather bit. He slid it through his teeth and clamped down lightly. She stared at him. His body braced for pain, face unreadable as he angled it toward the door. Irene said quietly, Soldiers from Adelin burned my mother alive when I was eleven. And before Kale could answer, she laid her hand on the mark atop of his spine.
1: Yikes. Ooh. She's dropped that chestnut and she's like, strap in, sunshine.
0: Kale
2: is not all gravy,
0: baby. He's living in his, like, all of his memories, all of his bad memories specifically. And we get this big, big quote, which again, will we ever apologise for the amount of quotes we're throwing in for this series? The answer is No. No, no regrets um, no rugrats yeah no <laughs> rugrats. kill the babies the quote get is the void showed him fire a woman with golden brown hair and matching skin screaming in agony towards the heavens it showed him a broken body on a bloody bed a head rolling across a marble floor you did this you did this you did this it showed a woman with eyes of blue flame and hair of pure gold poised above him Dagger raised and angling to plunge into his heart. He sometimes wished she hadn’t been stopped. The scar on his face from the nails she'd gouged into it when she first struck him, it was that hateful wish he thought of when he looked in the mirror, the body on the bed and that cold room and that scream, the collar on a tanned throat, and a smile that did not belong to a beloved face, the heart he’d offered and had been left to drop on the wooden planks of the river docks, an assassin who had sailed away and a queen who had returned a row of fine men hanging from the castle gates, all held within that slim scar, what he could not forgive or forget.
2: Ooh. I just don't know how I feel about it.
0: It just sounds like that quote. It's giant, right? But it mm. literally sums up everything that's happening to Kale. Like every moment that changed him he can't forgive himself for that he can't address because he's too scared of his shame and it's just becoming something else and ruining his life. Yeah. I
2: don't know. I just feel like he, he just annoys me the way yeah. the way in which he handles things annoys me. He doesn't me. handle
0: it well and he doesn't handle no. it well for a long no. time as well. But it's all I'm there.
2: Yeah, he does have trauma. I don't think Aylan leaving him on the docks was trauma. He I caused that. He is the reason for that issue. And they, they wouldn't
0: have made it. Again, like, he could have been with Selena, but Selena was never Selena. She was no, always no, no, Aylan. Was having... So they were never going to work. And he, and even he also had
1: that. Yeah, he also had issues with her being an assassin anyway. Even if she yes. was just Selena, he had issues with that still that yeah. he did <laughs> i get what you mean he, well, that whole quote it just screams martyr like mm. he can't look at the situation for what it is which is like a really fucked up thing that's happening in the middle of a, or essentially a war and so, yeah people... it's
2: my feelings i'm upset yeah this is gonna to me yeah but then like
1: i deserve it and it's yeah. like
2: no mate like as it goes on, you obviously get to delve into it all more and he becomes more forthcoming with everything. But it's just, I still, every time he mentions something to do with Ailen, I'm like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Shut your damn mouth. Don't talk about our fucking queen like that, all right?
1: Exactly right. So Irene cocoons him inside of his mind. And then when she lets go, Kale emerges as a beautiful butterfly. He just and flies off just... the page. He does. He sits upright. Her nose is bleeding heavily, which is not great. She's having one of those like 11 from Stranger Things moments.
2: Yeah. Or it's just like really hot outside.
1: It's a really hot day. It's a really hot day.
2: She's having, she's got nosebleed.
1: So he apologizes for what happened to her mother. He tells her about the headless hoe Saoirse (gasps) and how he should have been the one to allow Dorian time to run. But it's like, what would you have done? You would you would have the only thing he could have done is form a distraction by like dropping held, his jacks
2: flashing his willy around as it, <laughs> as it fell <laughs> that's
1: not a good combination i'm like dropping his jacks flipping around his willy whilst holding the head
2: <laughs> he's juggling them. he actually he's hits actually the jugg- head like a ball with his willy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's like bet you've never seen this before and the king's like you're right i have not
2: oh my
1: god that the would be brilliant literally like
2: you're fucked that's <laughs> too <laughs> much
1: even for me i'm leaving this planet anyway he thinks he should have done that but he ended up fleeing instead because he's just a little bitch baby hmm. irene does the iconic single tear that falls and kale wipes it away it's beautiful it's moment. <laughs> the door opens it's a distraction from the intimate moment that was the, the tear licking but it's only the peasant things are fine irene looks down for a moment but then whips her head back to kale because he is curling his toes you see the tear licking has done something for him and it's a toe curling moment It was very stimulating.
0: Nesrin is visiting her family and they are discussing like just the general vibes of having a family split in two different countries. And we learn that Nesrin can sing, which is just a, a fun little side plot of this story. Things obviously like they do with family, they turn to current events when you're just having a chinwag and they discuss the war and we get this quote, but Nesrin's aunt gave her a knowing look steel in her brown eyes, as if she too did not forget for one moment the family who remained in Ardalan and perhaps now tried to flee to these shores. Her aunt simply said, the Rooks will not fear Wyverns. It's just accurate.
2: But I don't know necessarily if they'll beat them, but they definitely won't be afraid of them. So, <laughs> Irene and Kale are both over the moon. She smiles at him and he just stares at her smile like an absolute fucking creep. But <laughs> he's She's super happy and she doesn't even care. She's like, you can stare at my fucking smile. Irene ends up visiting Huzzah after healing (laughs) Kyle and we learn about how they first became friends. And it was because Hazar had a tapeworm and made Irene tell her stories as it was removed. And they just became friends through that. The second time Irene had met Hazar, she was stuffing her face with food and said these words. Too thin, she told Irene by way of greeting. She needed a fatter ass for her lover to grip at night. And I fucking love that.
0: I love
2: that, that energy. In Huzzah indeed. If we haven't clarified, Hussar
0: is a glorious lesbian.
2: So Hussah gives me like a weird, uneasy vibes, but like we really like her. It's fine. She's like to Irene, I need to know more about what is going on with the armies, like the forces outside. And I need to know, Right this fucking second. And Irina's like, Why do you need it? And Hazar is very blasé about it all and basically says that if you don't get me this info, I'll make it very hard for you to fucking leave. Which is Yikes. where we get the fucking whiplash. Yeah, huzzah.
1: What is I'm going trying on? Trying to here? you,
0: honey. Don't make it more difficult.
1: Kale is wanting to organise a meet and greet with the Cargan, but he's not at dinner that night because remember he's grieving. Tumaloon jumped, maybe not jumped.
2: Tumeric, she went Tumeric. for a fall. It was like Humpty Dumpty times two. Oh my god.
1: So he kisses Nesrin, but there's no feeling in it. It's like kissing your cousin, except it's not Rowan.
2: Oh no, oh. Not the cousins again. <laughs>
1: Really? everything is just bad vibes, except for his little wriggly worms, aka his toes. <laughs> it's it's like wiggly
0: worms, wiggly worms. That's where we decided. Out of all of the ways you could have gone with that, you went
1: wriggly worms. All right, babe. Then your notes, not mine.
2: No, they're mine. <laughs> they laugh so much. Oh, I remember writing that. That was a good
1: one. (laughs) (laughs) The next day, he wakes up and Irene isn't there. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to go fucking see her myself. So he mounts his little pony with Shen's help and goes to the tour. When he arrives, Hafiza is like, oh, hi, how are you? And he's like, where's Irene? Apparently she's sleeping. And she was so tired that she slept for a day and a half, which is my literal dream. I would o- sell my soul for that <laughs> much consecutive sleep.
0: You'd need to pee so badly afterwards, but it'd be worth it.
1: So the next day, Irene wakes up and is already there. Horses are ready. And he's like, you're not touching me unless you are rested. And she's like, fuck off with your male entitlement. I can do what I want, you little bitch. Sit in your chair. Yeah. True. 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 He keeps smiling at her and pushing her buttons and they end up going to visit some of her patients before she starts working on him. There's banter and flirting and is it just me or are we starting to vibe with Kale? Are things changing? We've got feelings. Have you got ever felt
0: like
1: this? <laughs> <laughs> Go things on. happen.
0: are going You're the around the
1: twist. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blast uh, from the past. Oh my God. It's
0: not his curls tolling. It... Curls toes. <laughs> Bronnie just had a stroke. <laughs> Why does my brain do this? I That's what I both. wanted to say was that it's not his toes curling, it's actually just the fish in his
2: dick. Just oh, no. <laughs> Oh, fuck. all right well we go from um that basically they're going to heal like an old man with a really bad sickness and irene is really tentative and kind with him but when she finishes she tells kale that the sickness won't Go away, and she's just buying him some more time. Kale doesn't want to go back to the palace, so they just go visit another one of her patients. It's a mother who went through a very hard labor a couple of weeks ago. When they arrive, the lady like runs out with a giant fat fuck off baby in her arms, and we get <laughs> it's this a moment. Baby born. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a giant pissing baby born, and we get this quote: the woman smiled prettily at him, but it turns outright devious as she faced Irene and waggled her eyebrows. <laughs> Irene is like, no, not Kale. And Kale was like, whoa, I'm insulted because I'm a beautiful male. And she's like, uh, Ness of the Rim, though. And he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Am. I, forgot, I forgot to get a girlfriend. I am with her, yeah. Yeah, we're all very convinced, Kale. You fuck face
1: So we find out that Nesrin invited him to the celebration with her today because she's seeing her family, you know, all the things. But he declined, and instead, he's here. Mm. with not nezrin and it's Mm -hmm. like yikes there's no rims present Mm -mm. there's no rims oh there may be one but it's very awkward and it's like man just just man up dude yeah stop being a fucking little bitch Kale. i'm over it all So they go to a tour around the city and they become best friends. And when they get back to the palace and dress up for the party, Nezrin comes back. And it's just weird vibes with Nezrin and Kale. They're just dancing around the truth that they both fancy other people, but they're still pretending to be together. We all know the reality of this situation. Nezrin hasn't been laid in a really long time because kyle cannot get his member to attention she needs the d but he needs to heal and they're just not compatible anymore so yeah. nonetheless they go down to the party and they sit at the table together but Hazar, Raina and irene walk in together and jaws are on the floor because
2: irene looks like a goddess
1: come on eileen She'll scrum
2: scrum diddly umptious
1: and all of the princes and all of the men are like tits. damn
2: absolute magical bats now i believe the, <laughs> the word that georgia
1: used was bazuga. Hazar walks over to
2: Nezrin and is like, move. (laughs) Yeah. Very weird vibes. Apparently it's very impolite to only sit with your own friends. Can't relate. Uh, (laughs) Try to move us to assigned seating and it will not work well. (laughs) Nezrin moves though and she ends up sitting with Satak and Irene sits with Kale. The conversation is being listened to and watched, so they keep it to a minimum. But then the dancers come. Entertainment. There's some nudie dances. There's titties, tatas, vaginas. It's Hot. all everywhere. Everywhere. And Kyle's like, Wow, you know who'd love this? My boyfriend. We get this quote <laughs> <laughs> Perfect precise movements, their bodies merely instruments of the music. Beautiful, ethereal, and yet tangible. Aylan, he realized, would have enjoyed this too. Greatly, damn straight. She loves the titties on the tatas.
0: All right, so this is something that I've not figured out. I've been to a strip club once. Unfortunately, it was male strippers. That is unfortunate, and their dicks were flaccid. So as they're gyrating in your face, it's just floppy dick. No, but when you think about it. Would you want them to be fully erect? (laughs) It's just like, whacking you in the face. (laughs) Neither Uh, way is good.
1: No, that's, I do not understand the concept of a male stripper. No one needs to see that.
0: No one goes, you know what would make my day better? A random penis that is either erect and concerningly so, or not erect. And flapping in my face. So they're vibing. There's naked people dancing. It's a whole scenario. And they're just casually blowing like a mild opiate around the room. So everyone's just getting high. Nessrin and Sartak go off to sit alone. And it's really cute. And Kashin is about to be like, Hey, Irene, would you like to sit alone in an isolated space with this man that was consistently trying to encroach on your boundaries? And Kale jumps in. And he's like, yo let's go sit somewhere i'm already sitting but let's move irene notices the vibes and they go and sit alone and as they are walking we get this moment where kale thinks the back of her dress was mostly open revealing smooth unblemished skin and the fine groove of her spine it dipped low enough for him to make out the twin indentations in her lower back as if some god had pressed his thumbs there. Jesus, Cale. You dirty dog. You absolute
2: dirty dog.
0: They sit and, like, the smoke starts making them a little crazy. She strokes his arm and they discuss, like, Hassar's threat. She basically tells him that, like, she is being forced to ask him questions and she needs an answer and, like specifically she needs to know where Aylan is Kale puts his hand near her neck and like strokes her thumb down it and he's like oh my god stale lettuce what are you doing but we get a couple quotes here he looks over and he sees nestrin with sartak and he thinks he waited for a tug of jealousy at seeing Nesrin smile to the prince whose body was the pinnacle of relaxed his arm draped along the back of the couch behind her and ankle crossed over her knee Perhaps he just trusted Nestor, but nothing stirred in him at the sight.
2: Yeah, the reason why nothing stirs is because he just simply doesn't like her anymore. And no one is shocked. We then get this next quote, which is Skulls Bay, he threw out. Tell her fire can be found at Skulls Bay. It was perhaps the one place Ailen would never go, down to the domain of the pirate lord. He'd heard her story once of her misadventure. With Rolf, as if destroying his city and wrecking his prized ships were just another bit of fun. Heading there would indeed be the last thing Aylan <laughs> would do, with the pirate lord's promise to slaughter her on sight. am um, also just isn't like, that funny, Kale? Like he knows nothing. Yeah, wrecking his prized ships, just another bit of fun. Like mate. She She rescued two hundred slaves. So that ends up snapping them very quickly out of the haze. But there's still a little something there, and Irene looks guiltily towards Nasrin before she walks to Hazar to get her an escort. As she leaves, she turns back once more and we get this quote. Even across the nearly hundred feet of polished marble and towering pillars, the space between them went taut. As if that white light he'd glimpsed inside himself two days ago was a living rope as if she'd somehow planted herself in him that afternoon.
0: In a surprising twist of events, Irene has actually just (laughs) jizzed in Kale. (laughs) She's (laughs) impregnated him.
2: Yeah, she's carrying her child. (laughs) Shocking twist (laughs) of events, Kale was pregnant. So he goes back to sit with Nesrin and Satak at the end of the night and Satak walks them back to their suite.
0: When they go back to their suite, it's super awkward. Like, Nesrin knows something is up, and she thinks, like, I'm going to go with Sartak to, like, the Rook Riders' home. And Kayla's like, but why? Like a baby. But he knows. Nesrin also knows. Everyone knows. But he asks her to stay with him for a while and to tell him about her family. Because remember, he promised to go and meet her family, and he hasn't no he he doesn't failed on it multiple times he just does not give a flying fuck she is telling him about her family but there are these unspoken words between them i know i know i know she knows him and like irene want a coochie (laughs) flip-flop oh (laughs) you're so
2: welcome (laughs) <laughs>
0: Nesrin speaks to Kale basically about a family until he falls asleep and we get this quote. With every glance, those unspoken words still echoed. I know, I know. Kale let Nesrin talk and listened until her voice lulled him to sleep because he knew too. And I actually kind of vibe that when two people were like, Hey, we're actually just on different
1: paths. It's just not working. So Irene isn't doing well. She's tossed and turned all night and then she got off because she was like i'm feeling some kind of way she's left feeling unsatisfied though she's like it just wasn't it wasn't the real thing and it's probably because she doesn't own the main attraction by pure romance like
2: absolutely the three of us do shout out to sammy at
1: pure romance so irene gets up the next morning and is planning to go straight to the castle and when she arrives she staunters straight into kale and nezrin in bed together <clears throat> oh dear irene is obviously like well shit and she is pierced off but she doesn't really know why she's like mm, i don't really have a right to be pissed off because he's always had a girlfriend and i've always known that he's had a girlfriend it always and... seems yeah very interesting yeah and it's like but he's leading you on my love so when nezrin leaves Kale comes to irene and is like nothing happened i swear and irene's like yeah whatever i'm i'm just gonna head out now
2: just don't worry about me like you do you see ya i'm all g it's iffy vibes again but kyle just gets distracted over the books that irene brought in which is like super relatable Mm -hmm, yeah he tells her that the ancient language slash symbols in the book of the beginning are word marks. Kyle is shook and they end up having to pretend they're talking about something else while Irene like hides the books in the scroll. They are super super stressed they pretend that they're talking about Kyle going to the library to do some reading but really they're going to look for more books about the word marks. Irene ends up whispering to him that they need to make sure that everyone hasn't let his brothers out from the realm that they were banished to and the quote is I'm sure you and your companions are adapt at this whole saving the world thing, she mused, earning a snort from him. But I would make sure you know for certain which one it is. She took up a perch on the thin lip of a golden sofa cushion that his body did not cover. Kale twisted his head toward her, the muscles in his back bunching. Why? And she says, because if they were merely banished to their realm, who is to say they aren't still waiting to be let back into our world? Well, that is horrifying so kale is freaking out he's like oh shit he tries to grab for the bit Do you
1: remember the leather strap the leather mm, strap, the strap on? on irene gives him mm-hmm. grab that oh dildo God, so,
2: that's how she's come in him she's got one of the like <laughs> the ones that actually can come
1: he's trying to grab for the bit so irene can start again but she asks who gave him the scars on his cheek we, we know the answer to this. Mm. He goes quiet and refuses to say anything. She then asks about another scar and he goes less rigid at that and says that his father gave that to him when he was a boy. Some beautiful family Kale. bonding. So then they dive straight into the healing. And whilst they're doing that, Kale is deep diving into his own trauma. So we have this quote. He had chosen and it had cost him. He had picked and he had endured the consequences. A body on a bed, a dagger poised above his heart a head rolling on stone, a collar around a neck, a sword sinking to the bottom of the aviary. Then Irene's memories take over and she shows him a happy memory of her family before they were killed. When he wakes up, he can now move his foot and has like a tingling up his legs, but he can't see Irene. When this first scene like popped into his head, I thought it was like a dream of him picturing his future with Irene. Like they've got uh, a little girl. And I was like, it's too early to be daydreaming about children, early. kale And we don't need another pregnancy's care right now, guys. Absolutely We've got not. Bore. Keep it in your pants. Fuck. Seriously. So he finds her sitting out in the garden and she's crying. And it's because she's forgotten what her mother looked like, which is very sad. She tells him of her journey up until she got to Inish. And she says she knows how Kale got that wound on his spine. She says she will continue to help him fight it. And they decide to go get dinner together like normal people. In Nestrin's
0: point of view, like we feel for her because she knows mentally she's checked out and she's like, me and Kale are done. She's been a replacement for two women already in his life and now a third and she's like yolo you only literally live once
2: she arrives to see satak because she's like i need to make myself feel better i know just the beautiful beautiful and you know what prince. i do feel better i i do feel better he invites her to come with him to the Root riders she says that she needs to discuss it with Kale, but then she realizes that satak is leaving now and she's like <sighs> "Were well, you not going to say goodbye and he's like I thought you'd be preoccupied, you know, after last night's antics. With the othits. Like, she's like, oh, fucking day? Like, Ugh. what the fuck? And then we get this absolute gem. The prince gave her a ruggish smile, finishing off his long braid and picking up his spear once more. I certainly would take all day. <sighs> literally Ooh. chokes so he leaves in an hour and she needs to make a decision and we get these heartbreakers and we feel really really bad for her she had not told kale that she'd seen his toes move last night she'd seen them curl and flex in his sleep she had cried silent tears of joy sliding onto the pillow she hadn't told him and when he'd woken let's have an adventure nezrin felique he would promised her in rift Hold. She had cried then too. And then we go on. She would have an adventure for herself this one time. She would see her homeland and smell it and breathe it in, see it from high above, see it racing as fast as the wind. She owed herself that much. She owed it to Kale as well. Oh, I just feel so bad I, for Nesrin. I
0: love Nesrin so much, though, because it is like super hard to leave a relationship, even when you feel like it's right. Like that relationship's run its course, it's done. It's still really, really hard. And she's just looking out for
2: herself, and she deserves so much goodness. And I just love she her. She
1: does.
2: But we keep going with the fucking brilliant quotes. She's just like fuck it up, I'm coming. And she says that she'll leave a note for Kale, which basically says, I have gone with Satak to see the Rukin. I shall be gone for three weeks. I hold you to no promises, and I will hold none of my own. Fuck it. She ends up going to find Satak waiting for her atop of his rook. Satak whispered in Nesrin's ear, I was praying to the eternal sky and all thirty six gods that you'd say yes. She smiled even if he couldn't see it. So was I, Nezrin breathed, and they leaped into the skies. (gasps) That is just,
0: like, goosebumps for me. So that is where we are leaving part one. We will pick up part two next week from chapter 25, and we hope you'll tune in for that chaotic energy. (laughs) I really wish it didn't take us three hours for 24 chapters. I can't speak. I think I'm having a
2: stroke. Uh, ah yeah that kind of night and also we had a lot of tech problems too yeah we did
0: on that note guys thank you for tuning in for another episode of a book and a bev we'll be back next week but in the meantime please like and follow us on instagram and tiktok you can find us on youtube if you want to watch the video of us being absolutely weird Or, Mm. you know, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. Good evening. We'll see you next week. For part two of Tower of Dawn. Yeah, for part two. Bye. 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 Bye.